Welcome to the Breakfast Club, everybody. My name is Freest, and I'm joined by Me Catastrophe underscore. Hello, hello. The underscore is very important. The underscore is capitalized. The underscore is capitalized. It's the only thing that's capitalized. Yes. The rest of it, it's all lowercase. Oh no! I think maybe in one of my posts I put a I, I capitalized. <laughs> um. Although technically, if you look at the the picture, you know, in the background, I have I've put it in all caps. But that's just because it's all, everything is always in all caps across See, it, the board. It works. It works there. It works there because the like that is that is your theme. But yeah. my theme is all lowercase. <laughs> See, I don't have like an all it's... caps theme like MF Doom. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> in this case, uh, yeah. What's weird for me is the I'm so used to having like my username in in all lowercase. Um, and because my my actual name is is the first part of of my of my uh, of my username, yeah, um, it's gotten to the point where like anytime somebody capitalizes the first letter of my actual name when addressing me uh, in a message, <laughs> like it just I look at it for a second. I'm like, oh wait, yeah, that's me. <laughs> just because it looks slightly different, it looks almost almost a little bit out of place. Yeah, it's one but, of those um, please do not refer yeah. to me moments. Literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are any. I don't care how many times I see that. Just the uh, like. How do you prefer that I refer to you? Don't. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, no. But this time I will. Re I will refer to you because it's it's always how a delight to you. have to have Mika. Uh, well, I was going to say it's always a delight to have Mika back. I believe this is your first time back, but you have been on this before. This is my first time back, yes. I have, yeah. I have been on before. I don't remember what episode that was, but... It was It was a while ago. I, it might it have been... It was a while ago. Back... I think it was in the teens somewhere. Yeah, it was probably, I was probably still doing them um, on um, on my... Uh, uploading them to my my main channel, and now they're on my second channel. I, no, I think it was on... It was like the second episode on your was second it? channel or something. Okay. I think, I, think it was, I think it was on your second channel, but it was very early on. But before I started streaming them. Before you started streaming them, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Sussing, sussing out the mystery. Uh, <laughs> last detective hats on. Last time uh, I had you on, I think I, I had you sort of like theorize some some possible drinks based on on i think it was different nerdcore artists i don't remember i think uh, uh i think it was just general themes because you said yeah. like a trucker drink and Did i remember I? specifically telling yeah. you that one already exists that's right that's right that's right the, the red eye or whatever uh, the red eye and the black eye right yes 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 uh yeah i do i do i do want to throw one at you later because I think it would okay, be cool. an interesting challenge, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, I, I mean, the, you're you're specifically saying I'll throw it at you later. No, I'll throw it at you now and give you time to think about it. I'm just making <laughs> sure that you know you're going to be on your toes later on. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so before, yeah, before you, uh, um, before you go on on points, just get you know get into your first position. Ballet jokes. <laughs> um, I uh, I was gonna ask, did you ever do ballet? But that is such a specific question to which the answer is almost universally no, no matter who you ask. Um, that I was trying to think of another way to phrase it. Um, <laughs> I have not done ballet or any kinds of <laughs> gymnastics or dance. So here's 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 a, a little vignette. I never did ballet. However, comma, I did watch hella Angelina ballerina growing up. And 
also had the, all my sisters had the Angelina Ballerina um, board game and we would play it all the time. And part of it is like learning ballet positions. And uh, like you have to, if you, if you like land on a certain space, you have to like do that, uh, that ballet position. Um, and, uh, and then in addition, um, there's a, uh, there's a move in fencing, which I used to, I used to, uh, fence. Um, there's a move in fencing called the balestra, which is a, it's a, a ballet leap. So it's, it's pulled directly from ballet. So, I, so there you go. So that's sort of my, enti the, the entirety of my ballet experience. Um, but I have massive respect for ballet dancers. I don't know how they do it. No, I mean, their core strength and flexibility is mm. ridiculous. Like, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that any ballerina, like any professional ballerina could easily be a professional gymnast. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm sure many of them are. Like, yeah. It's, it is insane the amount of work that you have to put in to get to, to a professional standard. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things is, like, um, when, when there's like gymnastics incorporated into, um, any, any kind of theater, really. I mean, ballet is like, I guess sort of an obvious example, but, uh, my favorite is probably, uh, the stage version of Newsies. Um, I'm not familiar with it. So, you know, do you know the movie Newsies? No. Okay. So it came out in like the, I'm not familiar with it. Okay. So it came out in like the <laughs> like nineties, I think it had, um, who was in it? I, Christian Bale was in it, but as like a. All right. He played like a teenager in it though. Um. So it was however long ago that was. Before Batman begins, before even <laughs> Bateman begins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Uh. I mean, it had to be. It was Christian Bale, wasn't it? I think it was. Anyway. Uh, unless it was Ben Affleck, but I think it was Christian Bale. It was one of the Batman. <laughs> um there's like seven of them just uh pick a batman and then a batman <laughs> yeah it, so Maybe it was um it was adam west uh no uh anyway it's it's this um movie the, well the stage play i'll just tell you about the stage play it's a stage play about um and it's a musical about the, the uh like newspaper boy strike of the early 1900s um highly you know romanticized obviously uh as all musicals are. Yes, but uh, it has some of the coolest choreography I've ever seen because it's, um, it's. I mean, so much of it is gymnastics. Uh, and what's kind of fun is that a lot of guys in Broadway um, get their start in Newsies. So you'll see just like uh, in, in other, you know, musicals later on, you'll see these these just, you know, Broadway actors and it's funny thinking that like a lot of them could probably still do a backflip like they would never need to with the stuff they're in now but <laughs> because they're in Newsies that's just like a part of it like I think there's I don't know I'm sure this is not completely true but it seems like there is not a guy in the Newsies cast who could not just do a backflip I'm not really sure what to do with this information. I'm just trying to think of like every every Broadway show and every character within every Broadway show, regardless of what costume they are wearing, just doing a backflip. <laughs> and it's just like I've just got the show reel in my head. And I'm thinking like 
King George and uh, <laughs> oh, Jonathan Groff in, in yeah. Hamilton doing, doing, doing a backflip with like the massive gown well, on. Now I got to see if Jonathan Groff was ever in Newsies. Uh, Jonathan Groff Newsies. Let's see. Jonathan Groff. What musicals has Jonathan Groff been in? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, okay. How 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 far do I have to scroll? Oh, it's right here. Okay. So he. Other stage credits include okay hair, submission, the singing force. It looks like he was never in Newsies. Oh, so you lied to me then? You said that everyone goes through Newsies. I said that a lot of guys get their start in Newsies. <laughs> if you'll if if we, you will we, check we, the record, we started, if the we court reporter educational, we start off really <laughs> educational, and now we're just feeding you lies. This is how this is how we get you. We give you credible information, and then we start we start sewing in the mistruths along the way. <laughs> and then you can't tell what's what. <laughs> yeah, the, the little a little truth in the mixture will make the lie that much stronger. Um, <laughs> uh, do you do you go for uh, for musicals much? Um. Well, I mean, I, I've watched a few here and there. I don't. I, I wouldn't consider myself like a, a theater geek by any means. Obviously, you just um, you know mentioned Hamilton, so I assume yeah, that's what I've seen, seen I've seen Hamilton. I remember whenever I was younger, I watched Avenue Q. Um, I've seen I saw Translations at one point, um, which which was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I I went to the pantomime a lot whenever I was younger. My okay. uh, my great aunt would take me and my sister to the pantomime. That's uh, something we straight up just don't have here. I mean, we 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 do, but it's like, it would it, well, it wouldn't be called that, and yeah. it would be like, it would be so unusual to go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is one of those things that's just so very specifically like yeah. British. Like when whenever, whenever I hear um, panto, I have to like, like oh right, that's something that exists now, not in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> It's just one of those, like, sort of, you know, British things that, like, I love hearing about because it, yeah, it just does not sound like it's from these days. I really want to make, like, a controversial comment and say that, uh, like, a lot of things that are happening in the U.S. now that is, is unbelievable oh, medieval. in the U.K. that is happening right now as well. <laughs> you, you, won't, you, you won't get any uh, any. A controversy for me. <laughs> Something I'm saying constantly. In fact, I'm just gonna keep it as vague as possible. Like we all know what I'm talking about. In, but, uh... in in my Twitter drafts right now, I think I have a tweet that says, um, "Uh, like peop, uh, like why 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 do you go? Why do people go to medieval times to feel like they're back in the olden days when when you can still uh, be considered a criminal for being poor?" I think that is in my in my drafts. I mean, I, I think to be fair, I think Northern Ireland is very, very similar. It's uh, Northern Ireland has just been trapped in this time bubble since the seventies, um, yeah. and and the the mentality of everybody in Northern Ireland is still very much back in the seventies. Yeah, um, a lot of uh, a lot of disco with, music. With the exception, of we we did we did kind of manage to settle the troubles mm -hmm. um, for for the most part, but uh, but yeah, it's a still a very traditional way of thinking in a lot of ways over there. Yeah. Uh, 
And of course, the troubles refers to the uh, time in history when the Music Man came to town, and he said, "Yes, we've got trouble right here in River City. That's trouble with a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool." And then a lot of other stuff happened in relation to that. You you lost me the second you opened your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can tell I'm an, I'm an attentive listener because you, you just listed every musical you'd seen. It did not include The Music Man. And then I just decided to do a pure riff specific to the musical <laughs> The Music Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, I, I wish that, that the mentality of being stuck in the 70s had more to do with wearing like bell-bottom jeans, having, you know, sort of the vestiges of hippie culture remaining. Um you know, doing one long, thin braid through your hair. And, you know, less about sort of like, uh, you know, antiquated, uh, you know, social views. I think my my father is actually uh, trying very hard to, to to go back to that time. Because, uh, I mean, he was he was born in in, uh, in the 70s. He grew up in the 70s. Uh, so he's... Uh, He's very familiar and very nostalgic about that time of his life. And it seems the more time goes on, the more he wants to return to it. Um, is And uh, the, there are a lot of questionable decisions that come along with that, including his choice of hairstyle is uh, one of the more recent things. Oh? Does he have the ducktail? <laughs> Let's see, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the 70s he's, uh, hairstyle? He's, well, he's, he's going for a kind of mullet at the moment. Okay. Uh, he, was he was considering a rat tail at one point. I was just like, please don't. <laughs> I, I will disown you. <laughs> Much to my own detriment. Uh, I, I, would ra I would rather go it alone than, uh, than be associated with you. <laughs> I say this, but like, I mean... He's, uh, he's, he's, he's doing pretty well for himself. Uh, I think in the last week or so, he's applied to be an astronaut, which, uh, I mean... Wow, and what have I done him. during good, quarantine? Good to him. <laughs> this, this is Isaac Newton all over again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you know that Isaac Newton, by the time he was three years old, had already invented the world's first space rocket? Did you know Some that? Like that. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that uh, during during the Spanish flu quarantine, Albert Einstein <laughs> invented Isaac Newton. Invented Isaac Newton. <laughs> Went back and traveled back in time to invent Isaac Newton. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Some of the things that keep he, me up at night. I, all, all all the theories that we have on time travel are based off relativity. So who knows? Maybe he cracked it. I yeah. Mean, he only shared some of his uh, his findings with the rest of the world. And, you Can't know... Can't prove it wrong. As far as I know, <laughs> relativity is what happens when your relative becomes an astronaut. So this is all... <laughs> it's all lining up. All lining up. Uh, it just comes full circle. Yeah, yeah it sure does. Yeah. Uh, speaking of space, though, this, this is actually kind of something I wanted to talk about a bit. Um... Because uh, we've 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 been we've been working on something kind of together with some other folks lately that's space related. Um, yeah, you want to talk about this traveler game and what it is and yeah. where it happens and and what you know and yeah, what's up cool. with that? Uh, so shame, shameless plug segment, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
I actually also kind of related to my dad because my dad was the one that introduced it to me. Um, so Traveler is uh, a tabletop role-playing uh, system similar to, to the likes of Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or any other uh, flavor of a uh, of tabletop RPG. Um, except that it is very specifically focused around space. There's a, a science a science fiction setting. Um, and I, I guess the the other the other key element of it is that rather than having uh, every size and shape of dice that you can think of, uh, it is only d6 based, um, which which is pretty cool. And uh, it it comes with a lot of really creative ways of of tackling problems that um, the other systems would would just have a separate die for. Um, but but yeah, so it's a uh, it is a, it is a pretty old system. Um, I think Traveler. I think it's probably like the late eighties or early nineties or something. The Traveler started hitting off. It might even be older than that. But um, the one that we're using is Mongoose Traveler, um, which. And just so everyone the... knows, this is. It is not called Among Us Traveler. <laughs> no, it is. It is called Mongoose. Traveler, there's no 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 sus in here as a no yet. sus no meme. No. By the way, have you been watching Meme No Sus? It is my favorite anime of the year. No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I'm I don't know if this is a legit thing or if this is just something you're just making up on the spot. It's difficult to tell with you. <laughs> <laughs> Anything is real once it's been made up. That's true. Uh, there's a there's probably a rule of the internet to. It's like to when somebody says that's a made-up word, and you're like, "Do you not know how language works?" <laughs> <laughs> like I just imagine, you, like you make a noise in your throat. That's a that's a new word. There you go. I just imagine two like early hunter gatherers. Like one of them points at something. He's like, "Stick." And the other one is like, "Clive." That is a made-up word. <laughs> exactly how it works <laughs> <laughs> but but yes so um so like like i said traveler sci-fi tabletop rpg um i think one of my favorites about traveler as well is uh is the way it tackles character creation um and basically it's it's almost it's a mini game it's a it's a role-playing mini game that you play before you actually start role-playing yeah um um, well, I was going to say to like for it's like for demonstration purposes, uh, maybe we could like talk about the way uh, like um, like my character Bufflin and, and how that and how that worked out <laughs> demonstrate what you mean by it being a minigame. Let me see if I've got my notes on hand of, uh, of how exactly that works. <laughs> so uh, I can remind myself. Because it is <laughs> it is really, really cool. Like the sort of like you're saying minigame aspect of it. Cause yeah. Most other games, like you roll out your stats, or you sort of like you choose, like in like D and D five five point oh, like you or five e, I guess, um, you sort of just choose your background. Uh, yeah, you're sort of just like, hey, this is what happened, you know, and nobody gets to yeah. contest that or say how well it went. Whereas in Traveler, um, hmm. basically the only thing you get to really choose before you actually start playing your character is uh what planet you're from 
Yeah. Um, so you, yeah, you, you start off. You roll, you roll your stats, which are more or less transferable with the ones you get in D and D. So you have your strength, your dexterity, uh, you have endurance instead of constitution, um, and then you have your intellect instead of intelligence. It's more or less the same thing. Um, you have education as opposed to wisdom, um, which in a lot of ways does play the same kind of role, but it does have some some minor differences as well. Um, and then instead of charisma, you have social standing. Unless, Unless. you're a dog, in which case you have <laughs> charisma. <laughs> uh, yes, my, my character Bufflin is a Varger, uh, or a Warg, I guess you could say. Um, he's a He's a dog. Yeah. So but like a dog, uh, like a dog, like when people say like, I'm a dog person, this is not what they mean. But when he says I'm a dog person, what he means is he's like a, <laughs> he's a dog I am person. I a person that is a dog. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, the, the Varger, like whenever you think of dog person as well in a fantasy setting, you would normally think of probably some, I don't know, like six, seven foot tall uh, anthropomorphic canine. Yeah, uh, which is not really the case in Traveler either. It is a the Varger are literally dogs that have been uplifted um, by the ancients. Um, so it's it is it is just a, a smarter, um, slightly more capable dog. Well, significantly more capable dog, I guess. Dog who can hold um, a shotgun. Yeah. So uh, so you're you're like four foot tall, only slightly larger than a normal dog would be. Uh, fairly nimble, yeah. but not all that strong. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm tall for a Varger, very short for a person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so your your character, uh, I've, I've got up my, my notes from when, okay. when you were making it. Yes. Your character is from the planet Tarkin. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that was more or less the only thing that you got to choose before you actually started uh, making your character. Um, and then, yeah, one of the one of the the first thing that you tried to do was uh, you tried to. I tried to be like an enforcer, as, right? Yeah. Um, or what are they called? One second, let me open up the rule book because I I don't have a note of what you weren't. I have a, I have a note of what you were. <laughs> uh, I was trying to become a um, like a. What would you call him? Like a sort of like an unsavory type character, really, like a, a some kind of vagabond, like a not a vagabond, some a tough guy. I wanted to be like a tough guy enforcer, <clears throat> but I ended up just sort of like <laughs> just sort of wandering around the universe. Yeah, so I I actually can't even remember exactly what <laughs> what you're trying to roll into, but yeah. Anyway, you, I, I you think didn't the, end up like, managing to do it. I, th I think the type um, is call might be called enforcer because uh, because I named the because uh, I named the character Bufflin after Dustin Bufflin, who uh, used to be an enforcer ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the Winnipeg so Jets. It's a, it's a type of rogue. That's what you're trying mm. to be. Yeah, yeah. Rogue, rogue enforcer. So Didn't, yeah, uh, each career is is broken down into three specializations as well, and there's yes. a there's a, a full list of careers that uh, that you can you can go for. So you start at age eighteen, um, and the first thing you need to do in Traveler is get a job, mm -hmm. which you didn't. <laughs> I tried. I sure tried though, didn't I? <laughs> so yeah, you you try you tried to become a rogue. You tried to, to become a rogue enforcer. Um, I think I tried that you, like three times. 
Yeah, you did. Uh, I don't know if it was three times. I think you tried twice. Okay, at least twice. But uh, at least twice, yeah. Um, but you you failed at uh, at becoming a a rogue um, and decided to instead, yeah, wander the universe as a as a drifter. And each of these um, each of these times failing, by the way, uh, that's four years. In yeah. Game so time. so the the character creation is done in four year segments, uh, referred to as terms. Um, so yeah, your first term was uh, as a drifter. Um, and then once you've completed your first term, you decided you want to try and become a rogue again. Um, so you, yeah, you tried to, to apply to be a rogue and failed again. And decided sure did. to be a drifter again. <laughs> and uh, I think it was in your second term that uh, you were backstabbed. That's um, true, I was betrayed. By, by someone and uh, yeah. and you gained an enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when did I when did I get, pick the, up my romantic interest? That that was in your final term, I believe. Okay, okay. Um, uh, so after I, here's what I remember after after trying um, after trying unsuccessfully to become a rogue, being forced into this life as a drifter, uh, I eventually joined the Marines. Is that right? Um, I think you joined the navy. Or the navy, the navy. Yes. Yeah, you joined the flight section of the navy. Uh, the flight. Um, your right. flight crew, basically. Flight, you, you, were yeah, working, yeah, yeah. you were working. You were working on uh, on a ship as a yes. as a pilot, in theory. Uh, in reality, you did not get the pilot skill. Did not. <laughs> which, did get uh, did get the gunner skill. Yeah, which is which is interesting because um, in in the navy you can either be line slash crew, so basically just someone working on on a ship. Uh, you can be engineering slash gunnery, um, so obviously either in the engineering section or working as a gunner, uh, or you can be in the the flight section, which is the pilots and basically everybody up on the bridge. Yes. Um, which is where you were, but yeah, like we said, you didn't get the pilot skill. No. But you get the gunnery skill despite Dead. not being a gunner, which is uh, <laughs> just the way it goes sometimes. To be honest, yeah. like uh, the 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 way the way it works um, is your your character in Traveler doesn't really have a level. Your character is the sum total of the the number of skills that you have. Yeah, um, and your character creation is about going through your life before you've actually started the campaign mm -hmm. and getting skills by, by going through these careers. Yeah. Uh, it's in, kind in of... your first career, in your first career, you get a bunch of, of skills for free as basic training, uh, but it's only in your first career. So if you had started as sure. a, a flight crew member of the Navy, you would have got pilot, but you didn't. <laughs> sure didn't. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so, so where, uh, where I am currently is sort of like a... I'm the ship's gunner who is happy to be included. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's, a really, it's a really fun game. We run it uh, every week on, on uh, Mika's Twitch, um, which uh, obviously... Well, you know, I'll, I'll have you say it again at the end, but, but uh, if you want to follow you on Twitch, where is that? It's just uh, Mikatastrophe underscore on Twitch. Is that right? Yep, all all my socials except for my Instagram are Mikatastrophe underscore. Yeah, yeah, super easy to find. Uh, yeah, we run that. We run that every week, every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. With, yeah, uh, and that's that's uh, obviously Mika is the G is it a GM in Traveler? 
It is the referee. Referee. And traveler. Okay, so they're they're yeah. the, the referee and traveler, and then uh, it's me. It's uh, Shrabity and Politicus and a little bit of a rotating cast as far as like um, who's there, who is yeah, there every week. And my I, my friend uh, Cast yeah, is also Cass. there, um, and we will be adding someone else to the roster this week. So I believe don't miss it. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll uh, you know I'll put out my my tweets and noties when, when those go out. But yeah, I, I think I think this the story is sort of really picking up. So I think it would be uh, dope to have to have folks along for it. Um, yeah, um, I do I do have just a. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I for, well, forgot. I do have a, a romantic interest who I hope will <laughs> may or may not ever be a factor. But um, yeah, their their name is uh, Lindon Vie. So uh, you know, <laughs> they might show up. <laughs> uh, who knows? We might we might uh, we might have a, a special guest at some point. On may uh, do may do. Uh, uh, in the in the campaign <laughs> um sh- shout out the chat uh by the way uh shout out to lance who said hello hello lance and and sino uh who says love you freeze love you too sino um yeah sag so <laughs> <laughs> so uh you, you normally you normally have the the chat on your stream don't you yes you i do and i do it that. is on the stream uh and hello oh, terachi who says right. shout out to chat yeah it's a little, oh, it's a little just, small yeah it's covering your face there Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should put that in the middle. Hmm. Hmm. Or over on the other side. cover up Pat's face? See, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. These are, these above are... my head or something. That's probably the best place. Yeah. Well, let's see. I'll just move it in real time. I'll just move it up a little, I think. If I just put it <laughs> above me, that works just fine. <clears throat> 100% professional. Yes. This is, uh, this, is, <laughs> this is the amount of budget that we have. Yeah. Do this in real time. No, the budget is no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> none of the a budget. Uh, no. So I did want to ask, um, how's uh, how's how's GMing going? How I'm like, how's that experience for you? Oh, it's uh, it's interesting for me because um, I mean, I've been. I've been playing role-playing games for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, my my dad is uh, well, he's he's a massive fucking nerd. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Could have guessed that with like, the uh, astronaut application. Yeah, so he, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like he <laughs> he is not he is not into gaming, and he is not into like anime or most of the things that you would find in nerdcore. But he is into pretty much everything else under the sun that you can think of that you could even remotely he's an, tie he's to. He's sort of an OG nerd. He is, yeah. So he's he's been he's been role playing since he was like nine. Um, he's he's been he's been watching like cult films his entire life. Uh, he he went he went to North Texas RPG Con like a few years back actually, and he, he brought me back a really really nice set of copper dice from there. And uh, North Texas RPG Con for for those of you that don't know is basically the the convention in North Texas, obviously. Um, where all of the the OGs and the creators of Dungeons and Dragons and all of the early uh, RPG systems go um, once a year to to meet up. So it's, uh, it's so like the, the spot. The it's of, the Council yeah, of Elders. The, the likes of Gary Gygax went every year while while he was alive. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, it's like it it is the nerd capital for for RPG players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I. 
that's way on off a tangent on on my my dad being a nerd. But he he's uh, yeah he has been running uh, Dungeons and Dragons first of all, and then several other systems um, after that. Um, and I I'd been uh, taking part of those since I was since I was like nine years old. Um, but I I only ever really gave being a DM a go um, whenever I was still in primary school. Uh, so I think I was I was like eleven maybe. Um, the last time I actually tried to to properly run a game, um, and I've I've never really done it, um, and I I never really thought that I would be able to do it because because of the amount of preparation that you need to do and the the amount that you need to know the system inside out. Um, and in a in a lot of ways, the more experienced everybody else is, the more intimidating it becomes. So for that reason, I'm glad that I'm running a system that nobody is familiar with. Yeah. Um, but I, as as a player, uh, having played Traveler um, for for a couple of years before, um, I'm I'm pretty familiar with it. It's been a it's been a while since I've played it because I think I last played it in 2017. Um, but it, it has always been one of my favorite systems to play. Um, and yeah, I just think there's lots of really cool things that you can do in Traveler that you can't do elsewhere. There's yeah. a lot of, a lo there's a lot of like really janky rules in it that, uh, that I'm just completely choosing to ignore <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's like, um, in, in role playing in general, like there's, there's always going to be a couple of rules that the players just tend not to like yeah i, I yeah. find that encumbrance is is one that is very common oh yeah just like why is this a thing <laughs> um i think traveler does have rules for encumbrance but most of the time it doesn't really matter because you're not going to be carrying your entire life on your back in traveler right. because you're probably going to have a starship where you're keeping most of your belongings yes which brings me to the jankin traveler about owning a starship <laughs> <laughs> Um, so in character creation, one of the things that you can get uh, during your careers is ship shares. And a ship share is a share of the ship. One ship, ship share, share is 1%, is 1% ownership of a ship. Uh, so if you have 100 ship shares, you own the whole ship. Uh, but if you don't own the whole ship, then... There's this whole clunky system about loans and mortgages and repayments and loan sharks. And it's just like, it is far, far, far too complicated for anybody to give a damn. Can you imagine <laughs> the one dude who owns 11% of the ship just shows up in the middle of your adventure and just is like, I'm taking my wing. I'm sick of this. <laughs> yeah, like, you, I mean, you don't, you don't want to get your, your ship impounded. <laughs> like the the first the first time the first time I ever played Traveler, we literally spent we spent the first session creating our characters, and we spent about ninety percent of the second session just trying to figure out how we were going to do repayments of the ship. And I was just like, after that second session, we were just like, we're never doing that again. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just I just ignore that as a as a mechanic in the game. Yeah, I think like um, in D and D, like you said, like encumbrance is one of those things. Uh, maybe like keeping track of how many arrows you have. I know a lot of people don't care about that. 
Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's a lot yeah. of a lot of pe- things that people just kind of like dismiss um, or, or give the, the the benefit of the doubt just because yeah. it's it's faff. In... It doesn't really <laughs> add much to the to the game unless you're being really anal about it. Um, but it's uh, in uh, in, yeah. the, in the past year, I've had I've had two two DMs with two very different uh, playing styles, and it's kind of funny just seeing like the difference. I guess really the past year and a half. Um, cause one of them is like, um, just very like meticulous. Uh, like he, um, he, he, he's, he's, you know, he's got maps. He's got like, he's got stuff he like printed out beforehand. He's going to like put it on, you know, on a big table. He's got, you know, wants to use minis when he can. He's like, how many gold pieces did you pick up? How much do they weigh? Um, how many, how you know, much, how much do your gold pieces weigh? Like oh how much, God. how much, like <laughs> how much uh, of your candle have you burned from looking at this manuscript? Jesus. How many pieces of paper do you have? You know, and it's like, it's, it's cool. Like, it's cool that, that there's that much like preparation and meticulousness for me though. Absolute. Like I, I can't, I can't do that. I can't because I mean, I, I don't even remember like the sentence before the sentence that I just said, like, you know, it doesn't. So for me to try and like keep track of all that stuff, even on paper, it's not easy for me, but like the guys that I played that game with, I think uh, are much better at that sort of thing. I mean, some of them are like big, you know, math nerds and like they kind of thrive in that, you know, Um, my current game that I'm playing, uh, the DM is very like, uh, like she 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 doesn't use maps she doesn't use minis um but she's got you know her story and like her characters and it's like for me that's way easier you know i can relate to the characters i can like have conversations with with the npcs um and and sort of go based more on like story and sort of like fill in the fill in the details in my head and not worry too much about like movement speed all the time yeah. and things like that um it's still both very I, cool just i think it's you know who, what what you're suited for as a as a game master i think i like i i do think that uh uh gms that that do have minis and maps and everything laid out there there's definitely a, a a place for that and i think that uh those those guys are absolutely 100 and uh 100 right in in doing things that way like all the power to them. Yeah. But I, I do also like the idea of having most of it in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I, uh, was a player, um, the only time that we would really care about where people are is, uh, if you're in like a tight corridor or something and you, you're trying to figure out which order people are in. So, so we know yeah, that like, yeah. you've got the squishy people in the middle and you've got the, <clears throat> the, the melee fighters, um, like on either end to to protect the the squishy people. Yeah, it, I mean, um, it is nice like having minis during combat, so you can see like you know, okay, should I be incurring an opportunity attack here? Um, you know, so because yeah. I think some things can slip through the cracks if you if you're not fully visualizing it. But um, yeah, no, I, I think I think true. you can handle it with or without minis. Um, but it, I don't know. Like, obviously, the point of any RPG is just to like have fun playing it and. Uh, yeah, I think that that's like something that uh, that has always been the case when I've when I've played. So, um, yeah, shout out shout out DMs and GMs who have vastly different styles um, and still 
still make it work because it's you know there's not there's not one play one way to play an rpg yeah i think i think what's interesting um and there's this actually kind of feeds into to what i'm doing at the moment um in in my real life shock gasp horror um is uh i'm i'm studying games design uh-huh and uh and a lot of the the materials that uh, the reading materials and the reading list that we've been given um is is talking about the the mindset that, that you need to be in to be able to make games um and the the one of the most important things to remember as a games designer is that you are facilitating play you're allowing the players an environment to enjoy themselves and and you you're giving them the resources for them to be able to entertain themselves. And I think um, in a lot of ways, because I've been reading that kind of stuff in in my, my university time, um, that's probably helps me open my eyes a little bit to, to how I, I want to, to function as a referee in Traveller. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I'm, I'm still very much finding my feet. Like I said, this is my first proper time actually giving giving it a go behind the the gm screen um and i i want to be i want to be more loose and i want to give more more player agency uh to to you guys um which which kind of makes me a little bit upset um with with some things that i have done so far um but it's, it's stuff that I want to work on, um, and I, I I feel like so far with the adventure that I've I've given you guys, a lot of it has almost been on rails. Um, but part of that was intentional as well to to help you guys get introduced to the world, to to get you into the right kind of mindset for the universe that you're exploring, um, and and yeah, having this very kind of like directed uh, story that that we've got, which will. The, or at least the adventure that we're doing right now will will be coming to a close very shortly. We'll be moving on to to something a little, else. Uh, the little arc. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so this I've, is the, the introductory arc. So. Yeah. I, I've said this, but like, I, I think you're doing a fantastic job so far. And like, I know that we've all really enjoyed everything so far. And like, just like, I'm just excited at the thought that like, that's only going to improve. So. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy to be a, a part of it. Um, and uh, a, a little a little spoiler here like like i said the uh, the adventure i'm doing right now is very on rails is very directed the the campaign that i'm feeding it into is the complete opposite amazing <laughs> so i mean it's it's going to require a lot more prep work on my end but i'm really excited to see what you guys do with this kind of like really yeah. large sandbox area i i love that i mean i I love the adventure stuff. I love like the little like problem solving stuff we've had to do. Like um Yeah. Like oh, like I'm um, like uh like when we had to go up into a mountain and there was all that stuff about like will we be able to breathe and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I I was I was actually kind of annoyed at like <laughs> how quickly you picked up on that. Like <laughs> there's there's literally about three pages worth of, of text in the in the adventure book. Um, yeah. about like all the consequences of not having proper breathing apparatus climbing this mountain it's cool like, it was stuff the first thing you said it's cool stuff like, a lot oh, a lot of the equipment <laughs> in traveler is like very specific and uh, it's it's a really lends itself to some really cool mechanics yeah yeah like it's it i think one of the one of the 
great things about Traveller is that obviously it's it's sci-fi, so there isn't really any kind of magic. There isn't a, a random spell that, um, that that you can use as a kind of like cure everything. Yeah. Um, uh, the, there there is no skeleton key uh, answer to to any given situation. Right. Right. Um, it's it's all about using what you have to try and find solutions. Yeah, I love um, that. Uh, I've always and, sort and of yeah, I think I think, uh, I think what uh, what what like <laughs> the fact that you picked up on the fact that you're going high altitude, it's going to be difficult to breathe. I'm like, it was the first thing you said whenever I said <laughs> you guys are going to have an opportunity to like prepare yourselves. I was just like. See, that that kind of blew my mind. That's one of uh, my like how how tuned in you were, and I, I I love that about you guys as well. Is that um, you, you're you're doing really really well at like picking up on on the subtleties uh, and finding creative answers to them. And I I, I think a, a really good example of that was uh, in in our last session um, at the the mountain that you had been climbing that we just mentioned mm-hmm. was turned out to in fact be a volcano. Yeah, and uh, and and it erupted. Um, sure did. And and you guys, you guys were thinking really creatively and trying to find a way to divert the flow of the lava. Um, and I, I think I really liked the way you guys were thinking. Um, and I, I wish, I wish that I'd almost had like had a, a little bit more. Uh, I, I wish that I had prepared myself a little bit more for the session uh, to be able to let you play with that more. Um, I I think, in a way, but because I'm trying to keep you on rails for the, the moment, um, I I've been very lenient in ways that I probably would prefer not to be. So, yeah, like I I said, that wouldn't really work. But what I would really want to be in a position to do is just say go for it yeah <laughs> and then have you fail you're welcome to, but... <laughs> you, what, what's the what's the uh, the golden dm expression you can certainly try yeah my, like my 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 dad was very famous for uh within his groups that, that he ran um for for the phrase you can try to the point that when when he moved away from uh from northern ireland where we were living and moved to switzerland um, his group got him uh, a pocket watch with the engraving you can try on the back of it. That's so um, sweet. And I, yeah, it was absolutely amazing and I love it. And it's really, really cool. It's a really nice pocket watch. Um, but that is that is something that I'm definitely going to be leaning more into. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think that if, if I had given myself a little bit more time to prepare uh, for for the last session, I would have possibly, uh, I mean, the, there is a, there is a, a skill called explosives, um, which is obviously to do with depth charges and explosives and C4 and, and anything that goes boom. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think that anybody in the, in the crew right now actually has that skill. I'm, I'm a little but sad if, that my, uh, shoot the volcano with my gun, with my, with my gu- turret, uh, <laughs> did not uh did not fly yeah i uh yeah i i don't know if that would have wanted too much either but um 
Yeah, going going forward, um, I would have I would have asked for an explosives check mm. uh, to determine the yield of these explosives, to determine whether or not they could you could use it. Um, and if you failed that check, I would have just said go ahead, and <laughs> you would have failed. So. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying about traveler. Like, there's there's so much stuff. There's so, like flipping through the uh, through the you know rule book and everything. Seeing just how many different like subclassifications of different things there are, actually yeah. that's a, that's another really cool thing uh, that I like is like how you use your skills. Like you've got your certain skills, and then with those you also apply like a certain attribute each time depending on the situation. That's a really cool thing, I think. Like, yeah, it's not, so it's not so always. For example, if you're if you're trying to. Um... If you're doing something um, in in engineering, uh, if you're if you're working on like the, the power drive uh, or or sorry the, the power reactor, um, I think that's what it's called power reactor off the top of my head. Anyway, uh, if you're working on that uh, and you're very familiar with it, that would be education based. But if you're if you're familiar with other kinds of engineering tasks, but it is your first time ever working on a power reactor, then it would be based off your intellect because it would be more trying to figure things out rather than just applying what you already know. Um, and I think intellect and education are probably the ones where it applies most to. Those are the most interchangeable ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely applies to, to the likes of gymnastics. Uh, oh, sorry, athletics, rather, is the, the name of the skill. Uh, or uh, which, which could be strength-based or it could be dexterity-based. Uh, or if it's if it's like a long distance running, it would be endurance based. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of lots of cool little ways that all of the skills are kind of like tie into each other. Yeah, it's one um, reason why I'm even, really glad we're using uh, what are we using? Roll twenty. Roll twenty. Yeah. Because trying to do this manually, like trying to keep track of it, I think would be massively difficult for a first time player like me. But. Uh, I love, I, I love I the way this is. It would works. be a lot easier if we were in person, but given that, uh, well, there's, there's an ocean between us, <laughs> that, that would uh, that would make things difficult. But yeah, I, I'm I'm very happy that Rule Twenty that someone uh, has has created the character sheets for us and done all the work in, in having the preparation. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a couple of things that work slightly differently because we're using Rule Twenty. Um, the, the one that comes to mind right now is um, uh, whenever you're firing fully automatic weapons. So in in Traveler, if if your weapon has an auto rating, so fully automatic, like a like a machine gun or something, mm -hmm. uh, it will have an auto rating and then a number. That is usually an auto rating of four or six, and what that means is that's the number of dice you roll to hit. So normally you'd be rolling 2d6 for your for your two hit roll, uh, but if you've got fully automatic, it can be 4d6 or it can be 6d6. Um, and then what you take or what you do is you take those num uh, those dice that you've rolled and you you pair them up. So you get to decide out of those dice that you've rolled which ones hit and which ones miss, um, and you have a little bit more control over it. Whereas because of the nature of uh, of, of the the system that we've got on Roll Twenty, um, we're just doing it as a more typical do it as a shot by shot basis. So you're doing two d six and two d six rather than four d six and then mix and matching the, the dice. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's what I mean but, about just but, like yeah. cool, like so, so much cool thought and and like in, that went into all these different mechanics. Um, so I wish we had more time to talk about Traveler. Um, obviously we will be talking about it more and playing it more on your uh, on your channel next Tuesday. So I hope everybody is there for that. Um, yep, that should be seven p.m. British summertime. Okay, which is um, uh, which is two p.m. Eastern time. Is that right? Yes. Yes, that's right. Um, you know better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Eastern, I think Eastern Daylight Time. Whatever the time is in New York, that's, it'll be 2 p.m. Um, cool, cool. But uh, since, we're, since we're sort of uh, running, running out of time, I did want to uh, throw that, uh, throw that uh, uh, sort of cafe test at you. Um, okay, okay. And see if, uh, to, to cap off uh, this episode, um, if... If you were to make a so for people who don't know, uh, Robosaur is the um, is the bot in my Discord and in my Twitch stream, who is usually there unless he's down for some reason, um, who uh, who has you know helpful tools and and whatnot and says and says thank you to Me Six when Me Six uh, tells everybody to make sure and you know uh, perform proper self care. <laughs> um, so Robosaur is the is the robotic Utah raptor that sort of populates my my streams and my Discord. Um, so if you were to make a Robosaur drink, uh, what would that look like? I I feel like we had something slightly similar in the last one. I can't remember what it was, but I I I'm having this memory of saying something metallic. Did we do an Iron uh, Giant drink? We might have done an Iron Giant drink. Okay. That, that might be what it was. So what, what, maybe there's so, a simil similarity between that and then a. I mean, Utah Raptor is not a not a massive dinosaur, not a, not a little one. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, because I I think I think what I said was um, it would be like a charcoal latte. Because mm -hmm. you you want that kind of like the the gray the grayness to it. Um, charcoal is also used co very commonly uh, as a filter for for like filtering water, and it's, it's very good at uh, taking. Um, taking bad stuff uh, out of out of your your body. Um, so it's. Uh, I I would probably go something similar. I, I would be using charcoal in this drink. Um. For... Do you do you know what Robosaur looks like? <sighs> let me let me shoot you a a MS paint an MS paint drawing that I did. Okay. So see what Robosaur looks like. <laughs> let's have a look. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, I wish I I wish I had the uh, Robosaur um, icon, but but this is uh, this is what Robosaur looks like. Actually, let me let me let me see if I can get this picture up in stream as well. Um, All right, okay, see, okay. See. Oh, let me let me add okay, it to that... stream real quick as well, so so folks can can see while 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 you sort of brainstorm. That that does change my uh, my my kind of my, my thoughts on this. Sorry. So is the is the drink Robosaur themed, or is it something that Robosaur would drink? Oh, I think Robosaur drinks probably engine oil. Um, so I would think so it's something Robosaur themed. themed. Yeah, like the Robosaur. Okay. It'd be called. Yeah. The so Robosaur. if if we were in the Breakfast Club, this would be the Robosaur. Yes. This is right, the Robosaur. Okay. There we go. Put it. Put that up in the middle there. That's what Robosaur okay. looks like. 
So based off the red accents, I'm, I'm getting kind of like a fiery, fiery thing with Definitely, this. Definitely, yes. And, um, the, and the jetpack? Yeah. So I, I would probably... I would maybe add some cayenne pepper into this. Ooh, okay. Um, so... So at uh, at the the, the last co- uh, cafe that I've, I was kind of working in, uh, we we had a drink um, just before Christmas um, that was kind of like a, a winter hot chocolate, and it included cayenne in it to, to give it a little bit of a, a kick. Mm. Um, and it had like uh, cinnamon and, uh, and kind of wintry wintry things in it. Um, but but yeah, so I think for for him for Robosaur the Robosaur. I would probably include. I, I would stick with the charcoal, because um, that, that would give you this this grayness uh, to it. Mm. Um, and I think yeah, the the kind of antioxidant pro- properties of the charcoal and and the the properties of the the cayenne would would work quite well together from a from a health perspective. And I think in flavor, in terms of flavor, it would probably work quite well as well. Um, What about those? What about served, those? Uh, served in a served in a gray cup on a yellow saucer. Okay, I was gonna say what? Yeah, what? What can you do with those? Uh, those yellow kicks with the? Uh, those are I don't know if you can see those. Those are like curly cue laces, like like spring laces. I I kind of like looking at it. it kind of made me think of like a, a an atomic warning sign okay <laughs> a little bit kind yeah of, kind of kind of what i got from that i was kind of thinking then like uh kind of obviously got you got godzilla and the, the nuclear power yeah, yeah, thing yeah. i kind of got that but that's where my mind went with that a little bit mm-hmm. um but but yeah i definitely see the the red coily laces mm-hmm. um so yeah okay so Yeah, so uh, a charcoal latte with cayenne uh, served on a yellow saucer in a gray cup with Twizzlers. Red there Twizzlers we go. Okay. I'm a, I, I am about it. When, yeah. uh, when the Breakfast Club Cafe opens in real life, this, this will be on the menu. I have no idea what that would taste like. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be, be something cool to try. <laughs> one, one way to find out. Um, here's something. You kind of got like the the health kick from the the charcoal cayenne latte, and yeah. then just a Twizzler on the side. Why not? <laughs> here's here's something really marginally related. Uh, I've been uh in in my like coffee and tea and really in, really in general, I've I've sort of just stopped drinking um like like milk milk like cow's milk. And yeah. I've gone I've gone to almond milk lately and I love it for cereal. Um I like it for just drinking. Uh but what I'm finding is that it's majorly throwing me off how when I put it in coffee or tea it it barely affects the color. And like I I just like the I just like coffee or tea to look much lighter when I drink it. That's and, interesting. But I did, yeah. I've never really thought of almond milk in terms of like the the aesthetics that it that it has yeah it's the only thing i don't like about it it doesn't uh it doesn't yeah it simply just doesn't make my drink look light enough so are you wanting a recommendation i don't know do you have one yes so in in terms of milk alternatives obviously there's a there's a lot on the market um the the one that everybody would would know would be soya milk 
Yeah. And then almond would probably be the next most common one that people would be aware of. Um, the the other alternatives that are out there, uh, rice is, is pretty pretty common or just, coconuts. Just put some rice. Uh, rice milk. Rice milk. Coconut okay. Milk. Yes. Um, I don't like either of those personally. Coconut milk. Um, here in the UK, there's a there's a uh, a company that. Uh, uh, the most common coconut milk that you would find isn't actually pure coconut milk. It's like half coconut, half rice. Because oh. um, coconut milk isn't isn't very thick. It doesn't have the same properties that uh, normal milk would have. Rice milk, when I've had um, it, was very, like, watery and gray. Yeah. yeah, so I I wouldn't be a fan of either of those. Um, what you find, or the probably the, the most popular one here in London, at least, and it's definitely, it's been up and coming for a while, uh, would be oat milk. Oh, okay. Oat milk, oat milk has uh, has a lot of the same properties uh, as milk, and it's probably the closest uh, from a barista standpoint to interesting to regular dairy milk. Um, I think I think it was. It is uh, a li- it is a little bit thinner, and it doesn't like congeal in your mouth in the same way, um, which is which is really good. Oatly would be the the most common one that people would be able to find. I think it might have uh, been. There fable. is another one called Minor Figures. Uh, which which is also oat milk. I think it was yeah. Fable Sorry. who was who was just saying recently that uh, that he's like switched completely to uh, to oat milk. And, yeah, uh, I mean, it might be the oat, oat milk is great. Oat milk is definitely the 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 one that most baristas would recommend um, over dairy milk. Um, but I do I do have another recommendation okay. um, that I would throw in here. Uh, I'll give a quick shout out to to pea milk because there is a Pardon? there is a milk that's yeah. Uh, Pea isn't like garden peas. Uh-huh. <laughs> I should make that distinction. Um, but it's something that's... Uh, it, I haven't tried it personally, so I can't give a recommendation on this. Um, but it is something that is out there and people have tried it and people do use it. Um, and it's uh, it's a milk alternative made from pea protein. Um, I don't know how it tastes. I don't know how it steams uh, on an espresso machine. I don't know anything really interesting about how it is used oh yeah in an espresso um, machine there how does uh in an espresso machine how, how how does oat milk froth um it depends on which uh brand of oat milk and which recipe they've used um but it works it, it works a lot better than um than almond milk would uh you do get a nice like cream out of it mm. um and it doesn't curdle um like like soy milk does um it it is it is very very nice to texture with an espresso machine that's that's good to know i was Um, i was briefly a very sort of third rate barista part-time when i uh when i worked at a a bookshop (laughs) that had a cafe in it and that was just the one thing that uh that just annoyed me so much about the milk alternatives we had was when anybody ordered like a like a like a like a cappuccino or like a um yeah like a cappuccino or or like a latte any anything where i had to have foam uh i would like i would try i would try my best with this almond milk and it would have like two bubbles yeah and and any bubbles that you you do get rather than like uh breaking down and getting into nice foam and just kind of bursts and it's really thin yep yep yep, and watery yeah well i'll I'll definitely um, have to try try oat milk then and i i might even go sort of a duality where i use uh 
you know, where, where I go almond milk for cereal, because like I said, I really do enjoy that, especially with my favorite cereal, mm. which is uh, Honey Bunches of Oats. Um, and specifically, <laughs> Honey Bunches of Oats with almond slices is probably my favorite, except for the seasonal Honey Bunches of Oats maple pecan, but that's only like in the fall that they have that. Yeah. Um, uh, I am sorry, I'm just going to cut in uh, again, because um, there is one more uh, kind of option out there that um, I don't know how readily available it is in the US because uh, it is a it is a British brand. Um, the brand is called Rebel Kitchen okay. um, and they, they have a, a product called Milk spelt with a Y, so M-Y-L-K um, Milk and that, that just sounds like a like a like a, like a should be Polish way to spell milk uh, yeah kind of but uh they they've got a, a very a very good recipe for a, a non-dairy uh, milk alternative um which has like six ingredients in it it's got it's got water it's got coconut cream it's got salt and it's got a couple of other things that i can't remember off the top of my head but um, imagine if it didn't have water oh well it, it as in it is made using water directly rather than using a liquid that has been extracted from an almond or a coconut or something. It is stuff that has been added to water. <laughs> That's fair enough. But r- rather, rather than having content of water, it has an ingredient of water. Ah, if you get me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the 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 Rebel Kitchen milk is very, very good uh, from a, from both a use standpoint and from how closely it replicates regular milk while being a non-dairy alternative. Um, So if you're in the UK and you you ever see uh, a a one litre carton with the word milk spelt with a Y on it, uh, I would urge you to to try that over dairy milk because it is very, very good. Okay, yeah. I I will, after this, I'll be looking up to see if it happens to exist around here. Uh, But uh, otherwise, Trader Joe's it is. Um, (laughs) Well, I think that's probably our... Good old Oatly. (laughs) Good old Oatly. (laughs) That's probably that's probably our time for this week. But uh, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, always now I can say always a delight because it's been twice. Um, <laughs> and uh, on the third time that'll that'll sound much more uh, much more convincing. But um, yeah, before before we head off, we want to remind folks where they can find you online and what you got going on. Yeah, so uh, I I am me catastrophe. My my socials are on on Twitter. I'm catastrophe underscore on, on twitch i am twitch.tv at me catastrophe underscore and on instagram i am me caffeine with an underscore um i'm not overly active on instagram at the moment um because most of my stuff on there tends to be real life job related but uh but i i am on there and uh, if you're interested in some more coffee focused stuff uh, that that is usually over on the instagram um in in terms of Twitch. Uh, I'm currently streaming on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays. Um, on Monday, I, I'm streaming Final Fantasy XIV at the moment. On Tuesday, we have uh, we have Traveler. Um, the, the the title for the campaign that I've given it is Spiraling Ever Spinward. Um, purely because I wanted the alliteration on spiraling and spinward, and the the region of space in Traveler that is that it's based in is called the Spinward Marches. So that's that's where the name for that comes from. Um, and as we mentioned before, that is with Priest, Schwabity, Politicus, my friend Cass, and obviously myself. 
Um, and on Fridays at the moment, I'm, I'm kind of doing like a variety stream. I'm using that as my, uh, as my way to get through my, my playlist uh, of games that I want to play. Um, and right now I am playing Ori and the Blind Forest, which is an absolutely fantastic Metroidvania game. Uh, it is very, very beautiful. It is absolutely amazing uh, soundtrack. Um, and and uh, I mean, it, it almost makes you cry within the first 10 minutes before you even get to start playing the game. So I would definitely recommend that. Uh, and I'm, I'm playing through that right now. Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, That's that me, sounds like um, a clear directive of stuff uh, for, uh, for people to check out. As for me, uh, my handles are different on pretty much every single social media. Uh, <laughs> I am On Twitter, I am at MeFreest. On Instagram, at FreestRaps. Just hit 500 followers on Instagram, so thank you for that. Um, Congratulations. Uh, let's see, YouTube.com slash Freest, of course. Uh, that's where I put my music. YouTube.com slash F2CED, Fneest, uh, for all my reactions and, of course, this podcast and other non-music things um tiktok just freest on tiktok um i do i do post there um so yeah follow follow me there if you're if you're on tiktok um i i stream uh i don't usually say this but i stream uh usually i stream wednesday saturday and monday i think a normal person would have said monday wednesday and saturday um so this this uh this happens to be on a thursday but uh usually we, we record uh the breakfast club we do those live on on wednesdays um but uh, uh switching up the day this week gave me a chance to check out a new game i've been wanting to play which is called uh Znif. i think it's like Znif adventure is the uh name of the game um z-n-i-w um made by some uh, some polish developers really cool game um it's a point and click a uh, game about a dinosaur named Sneef, and uh, it's got like a lot of really cool dinosaurs in it. Really cool dinosaur facts. Um, you get an encyclopedia, so every time you meet a dinosaur, their information gets added to the encyclopedia, and you can like check out more facts about that dinosaur. They're all um, all, all the dinosaurs in it um, are like time and place accurate, uh, so they're like dinosaurs that would have actually like been around in the same place at the same time. Really cool. Um, I'll be playing more of that on stream. Uh, usually Mondays are my gaming days. Wednesdays uh, are the Breakfast Club slash Variety. Uh, and then Saturdays are reactions. Um, but yeah, um, so uh, yeah, definitely, definitely check, check, check me out on those days. And I, and I may, you know, occasionally I stream on, on other days. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I think that's, that's most of my, most of my, most of my main stuff out of the way. I should really consolidate my my tags and have them be consistent, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of I kind of kind of thrive on the chaos. It's the brand. It's the brand. The, the many many <laughs> brands. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, thanks for thanks for hanging out, everybody. Mika, thank you so much for vibing. And uh, always a pleasure. I guess I will see y'all next time. Take care.